Stu, welcome. Glenn, how are you? Oh, my God. how am I? Fantastic. How are you? Good, good. Your mm-hmm. uh, your system seems to be working well today. Uh, yes, anything operational yes. over there? Yeah, I'm just trying to adjust my uh, little shot, camera shot here just a little bit because I'm such a big figure next to you. It's a little disturbing. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Uh, sure. Okay. So anyway... Uh, uh, yeah, things are uh, things are going well. Looks like it's starting to melt. We were expecting a worse day today, but it doesn't look like it's going to happen. And uh, is it true seconds. it's going to be sixty degrees tomorrow and like seventy by the weekend? Oh God, well, I hope so. Please I can't, make it happen. I, I, can't, I don't under. <laughs> I just don't understand Texas weather. That's that's the biggest problem. I don't understand it. It's like. You're frozen into your house. You can't open your doors because of the ice. And then the next day, wear a bikini. Right. What? Anyway. I spent uh, a good portion of yesterday taking hot water and pouring it on an area so I could get out of my driveway. So yeah. that was fun. Yeah, that was fun. And pouring hot water is always good in in freeze. Uh, it, it worked uh, eventually. <laughs> All right. Back in a minute. You sick, twisted freak. Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. I'm going to outline three problems that if these three problems are not solved and brought under control by the average everyday person, the republic will be no more. And we have maybe two years to fix this. I'm going to outline those three with a very specific message on one of them in 60 seconds. Hello. So our uh, sp- our commercial sponsor this half hour is the Tuttle Twins. Look, the Tuttle Twins uh, are have just partnered with uh, Jordan Peterson on his uh, book. Uh, what was it? Twelve Rules for Life, where where you know it's clean your room, stand up straight, do the right thing. That is so important. But your kids are not getting that message anywhere else. Anywhere they may hear it from you. But it is so important because society and culture is so the opposite direction. You need to put things in front of your kids that back you up as much as possible. So the Tuttle Twins have uh, have made this uh, book along with uh, Jordan. It's the 12 Rules Boot Camp. Um, and, um, uh, and it is after Jordan Peterson's 12 Rules for Life book. You can get it now for free just for the next two days. So please go to TuttleTwinsBeck.com. You'll pay for shipping, but get the book for free. 
Next two days, it's all over tomorrow night. Tuttle Twins and the 12 Rules Boot Camp. While supplies last, it's TuttleTwinsBeck.com. That's TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Okay. Uh, I want to talk to you a little bit and give you an update on, uh, on a couple of things. ESG is one. But first, let me start with the uh, three problems that we have. And these all are front burner now. There's very little time for you to get up to speed, and you have to be very, very careful on whom you're in bed with, okay? Trust no one. And uh, as I'll show you later on in the show, that's going to get much worse within a couple of years. Um, First biggest, most pressing problem, ESG and the World Economic Forum. It is imperative that you teach your friends and your families about ESG and the World Economic Forum. It is important that you do not go to um, any other source, honestly, than the World Economic Forum. You can watch them say and plan all these things out in the open. Now, they've taken a lot of stuff off of their uh, line, but there's something called the Wayback Machine, where you can show this originated from them. Um, We have a second book coming out probably in uh, June or, God forbid, July, um, and it is going to outline how deep the problem is beyond ESG now into tech. The second biggest problem that we have standing in the way of freedom is our federal government and the governments of the West. They are in bed with ESG. Look at Canada. It is terrifying what Canada is turning into. So our federal government is now a problem. And the third one is tech and AI. These are the three biggest problems that we have right now that are standing in our way. And you are going to feel very, very small when it comes to all three of them. Do you feel like you can battle big tech? Big Tech, by the way, is hiring all of the people. It is a revolving door from the FBI Justice Department and uh, our nation's intelligence agencies. It's a revolving door. They're basically running high tech now at the highest levels. It is terrifying, this public-private partnership and merger between our law enforcement and our spy agencies with big tech. But they also introduced something now that is just starting to become real. And you might skip these stories, but please do not. Anything on chat GPT is very important because it's an entry level understanding of how the world is going to change. Once AI kicks in, and is over <clears throat> over everything we're in deep trouble deep deep trouble federal government you understand esg and the world economic forum you understand but let me let me start uh this program with just a look at the wef and esg Uh, Yesterday, I was on the phone with the uh, head of the Heritage Foundation, Kevin Roberts, who I have a great deal of respect for. And um, just in full disclosure, and not to sell them down the river, because I believe in the Heritage Foundation, 
um, but they are part of um, they are part of a coalition, and they don't have control of all of the partners, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, and I'm not sure. Um, who is part of this coalition and what their real intent is because they're doing some things that I don't understand. Uh, and they're blocking the legislation that empowers you um, at times. The coalition is. The coalition is. Yesterday, Kevin Roberts came out with a, um, a great statement. ESG poses a clear and present danger to the American way, way of life, the soul of our nation and every sector of our economy. Many organizations in the conservative movement have undertaken efforts to address this threat through policy research, litigation, commentary, model legislation, and more. The conservative movement is at its best when it moves in unison, and Heritage is honor to help lead and work alongside multiple coalitions focused on these activities. We support any leader and organization who is charging the hill to limit the power of woke financial institutions and eliminate politics in the boardrooms of America's companies. On this issue, we are proud to work with blah, 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 blah. Our movement is stronger together. I completely agree with Kevin and the Heritage Foundation on this. We cannot separate ourselves from one another. I will support when I can. They should support when they can. And we should support each other when we are moving in the same direction. However, I want to make something... real clear the fight on this is happening right now at your state level if you want to change things the next two weeks are very important and there are three different types of legislation i'm sorry to get so into the weeds but you are the only solution to this three types of legislation being pushed and i want you to understand the different bills so you can be aware of what's being introduced in your state And so you are empowered with the pertinent information to fight for the protections you need in your life, for your family, for your business. This is happening now in the next couple of weeks. You cannot trust the system. Understand that. The system is corrupt. The system of lobbying is corrupt. The system, the global system of banking is corrupt. The closer you get to you, the less corrupt, uh, the less the possibility is that it is corrupt. But it's still a real threat at the local level. Do not trust the system. And I mean, that means even me. I am saying do your own homework. Anything that, like, for instance, Wall Builders is doing on this, partnered with me, um, you need to understand. I want you to look under every uh, rock. I want you to see exactly what we're doing. I want you, and if you have a better idea, great. Maybe we'll support you on that better idea. But we're looking to... Let me explain it this way. The World Economic Forum and ESG is a nasty super virus or super bug, okay? <clears throat> we need our strongest antibiotics to kill this thing. Now, why do they always say take all of your antibiotics? Because <clears throat> if you leave any of that bug alive in your system, you stop taking those antibiotics towards the end because you feel better, what you've left behind is the strongest part of that bug. 
and they mutate and get stronger, and then they don't, they're, they're immune to antibiotics. Almost everything in our system is immune to antibiotics. You can expose it and nothing happens. You can, you can document and expose, and you can even bring it all the way up to the top to the justice system, and nothing happens. It's immune to almost all of our antibiotics. So we need the strongest antibiotics we have left in the Republic to go after this bug and uh, make sure it is wiped out entirely. Take all of the antibiotics. So do not dismiss any approach. Kill it with everything that you have. Does that make sense? The most important thing, I think, is we must return the power to the hands of the people. And right now, Heritage is working on, and so are many others, but because I brought up Heritage, they're working on some really great bills. Um, Number one bill, prohibit state contracts with companies that boycott based on ESG uh, causes. So your state won't award any contract to anybody. Now remember, we'll probably have only about 20 states and they'll be the uh, red states where the blue states are the ones, generally speaking, New York and California, that carry all of the weight, and any purple state is not going to do it, okay? So prohibit state contracts, a good move. Number two, prohibit state pension funds for being used for ESG. A spectacular move, has to be done. Um, However, I want you to understand that doesn't affect you. Okay, prohibiting state pension funds from being used under ESG, state pension funds. That's not your pension. That's just the state workers. So it doesn't include everything. Again, it's the state doing what the state can do with the money that they have. What about your pension fund? And that's what is happening now in Congress. Okay, now. The. The last, the last one is, in my, in my um, estimation, equally as important, and it is called fair access. The third type of bill, and this is the one the banks and everybody else is standing up against. They're fighting the others, but they are winning the fight on fair access, and that's concerning to me. This is the one that provides protection for you and our critical industries. It is protection for you, the little guy, the individual. Because let's not forget, E, S, and G are truly against you. Cut your energy off, cut your, uh, your, um, your voice out by regulating what you can and cannot say, and destroy your business by making sure that it, it, you have the right kind of people according to the banks and to the government um, in your organization. That will destroy everything in America. In fact, Larry Fink said, every company and every industry will be transformed by the transition to net zero world. The question is, will you lead or will you be led? So the third bill that I think is really important is Fair Access to Financial Services Act. 
fair access would require this is the argument is the state can't tell businesses what they can and cannot do well really because they seem to be doing that a lot lately um the local banks and the state banks and the credit unions and insurance under the uh the fair access to financial services act will require them to disclose to you if anything is denied based on anything other than quantitative financial standards and traditional criteria so if you're if you are applying for a loan and your esg score is bad they have to tell you that now people will say why is that so important okay so we know right information is power when they have to tell you that you then as an individual or a corporation or a a company can come in and sue them without this part you're waiting around for the attorney general and you have no proof as to what they're doing it's all hearsay look i know i walked into that bank i've always been good and they turned me down why'd they turn me down well they don't have to tell you so you can never take action against them and you do not want to wait or hope and pray that your attorney general is is walking the same line as you are and is also um uh is also not so overwhelmed that he can take this on the power must reside with you that doesn't mean that the other things can't be passed they should be passed but fair act i want you to call your legislatures today and tell them you want a fair access bill it is so critically important now i will tell you let me take a quick break and then i'll tell you something that i know um that i i that no one will go on record with but i have had conversations um about it and i i think you need to know about it coming up in just a second uh all right let me tell you about our uh, our sponsor this half hour it's rough greens um uno is a different dog because of rough greens that's all i can that's all i can really tell you um you see a uh, eight ten year old dog um that you think is active who doesn't ever eat start to eat and then you start to see their activity level go through the roof and they look younger they act younger there's something to it that's rough greens i don't want you to take my word for it i want you to try it for yourself the first test is will your dog eat it i I haven't met a dog that won't eat this it's like dog crack Um, and they love it they love it and they lick their bowl clean it's not a food it's a supplement you put on the food and gives all of the natural ingredients and uh, minerals and vitamins and probiotics everything they need to be healthy you get this first trial pack for free you just pay for shipping they'll ship it out to you you put it on a few meals for your dog make sure that they like it if they like it then order the pack and over time i'm telling you with uno i have seen remarkable differences in him roughgreens.com r-u-f-f greens.com slash back roughgreens.com slash back or call 833-GLEN-33 833-G-L-E-N-N-33 glen 33 roughgreens.com slash back 10 seconds station id
Okay. <clears throat> I want to tell you that I've been in meetings um, at, uh, at the state level and the national level, and I hear from people at the state level how the local banks and credit unions have come and quietly spoken to their legislators and begged, begged their legislators to please help them and stop this. This is going to put them out of business. And uh, then the big banks step to the table and say, no, no, no. And the little banks are afraid to say anything because it's all connected. They will be punished and run out of business, and they are trying to keep their powder dry as long as they can. Please, I want you to call your legislator today. This is happening right now. Um, I want you to call and ask your legislators to pass the fair access bill. Um, make sure that you're calling your House Speaker and your Senate and overwhelm the phones with pass the ESG bills, including the fair access bill. We have more than a dozen states working on the legislation uh, right now. Not all have filed yet. Please do not assume that your state it has the support it needs from conservative organizations. Don't assume anything on that ask them to introduce and vote for fair access legislation um, it is critically important and if you have evidence that things have already happened to you and they have already denied you or you've run into problems because of esg i want you to go to the website esgagainstus.com esgagainstus.com they are collecting uh, stories, and, and here's the problem. This is why we need the fair access bill. If you had fair access, I wouldn't have to ask you this because you'd already be raising up a storm because you'd know they just did this to me. You, are, you have been lied to from the get-go that ESG was even a thing. It would never be introduced. It's a conspiracy theory. You know this is true now. And we are quickly, rapidly approaching a no return uh, time. Please call them today. You want the fair access legislation passed in your state. All right, I'm gonna go back to the three biggest problems and I'm gonna focus on number three next. The Glenn Beck Program. The following is sponsored by Preborn. Unfortunately, it is not possible to snap your fingers and end abortion. I'm sure we would if we could. But what you can do, what my wife and I have done, is support the ministry of Preborn. I really believe in these people. I have worked with them now for a mm, year year and a half i have been to their centers i have talked to the people who are talking to moms who are considering an abortion this is truly god's work and they need your help after hearing the heartbeat and seeing her baby on a screen a mother is twice as likely to choose life so 
this is what preborn does. They provide ultrasounds. They also provide compassion and love and all kinds of stuff that is just incredible. They've already saved every day 150 children. 150 children are saved. Please, just can you can you afford to donate one ultrasound for $28? One ultrasound, maybe one a month. Anything you can give really goes to the Lord's work. It's preborn.com slash Beck or 250 keyword baby. Blaze TV.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Glenn. 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. We're, we're glad you're here. Um, all right. I want to, I want to talk to you about tech and um, and AI today, um, but I want to do it in well. The World Economic Forum the the meeting happened a couple of weeks ago, and it coincided with the release of their 2023 Global Cybersecurity Outlook, and it has I mean, it's everything that goes on in Davos, and I don't think it's. Um, it's a coincidence that it happened at the same time. Buried deep within the media's coverage or non-coverage was a rather ominous prediction. The World Economic Forum is now predicting a major catastrophic cyber event within the next 24 months. Now, that is that we're not talking, hey, there's going to be hacking at a bank. We're talking about power grids. We're talking about catastrophic a cyber event okay that's their quote not mine catastrophic in the next 24 months now we know cyber attacks have been escalating everyone from nato to the imf to the central banks they're all conducting now cyber attack war games well let's remember event 201 where people involved with the wef and their like-minded friends conducted a nor another war game and predicted that we were on the threshold of a major pandemic just months before COVID happened. Did they know something that we didn't? Or is it something else? Well, you make your own decision on that. But everything that was war game during event 201, the lockdowns, the mandates, the supply chain disruptions, the vaccinations, the push for um, vaccine passports, all of that became a reality. It is the biggest increase of big government since FDR. And it's the biggest assault in freedom in my lifetime, and I think several lifetimes. So what are they planning for the next big catastrophe? We were doing the Wednesday night special, but because of the weather in uh, Dallas, none of us could make it into the studio. So we're doing it tomorrow night. And I'm going to show you how we are one small catastrophe away from the end of privacy, liberty, free will. Free will is up for grabs. You think you have free will. In five years from now, you may not even understand what your will is and what the cyborgs, if you will, that are running things uh what their will is and you may not be able to disconnect them so tomorrow night the covid blueprint the next crisis globalists will use to control you on friday 5 p.m 
Glenn Beck uh, on uh, Blaze TV, Blaze TV uh, dot com slash Glenn and YouTube dot com slash Glenn Beck. All right. So now let me show you a couple of things that should very concern you, uh, should concern you. Um, the first story comes from the blaze. Carefully worded statement reveals FBI seized more documents from Biden property. This time his vacation home. OK, this happened Yesterday, they searched for about three and a half hours. FBI agents say hey, they discovered no classified documents, but they did seize material from uh, uh, Biden's tenure as vice president. So they did this. Um, they took stuff from his house. Why? This is a sitting president. Why? We know the DOJ is in uh, Biden's pocket. We know that the administration has weaponized the FBI for the left. But is that the president or is that deep state that has done this? This is extraordinarily disturbing that they're going in to a sitting president's house and doing this. And we don't really know what's going on. We haven't even had a discussion. We just accept it. What will that mean for the next president and the president after that? Hunter Biden also yesterday admitted the laptop is his and that he left it and that's his laptop. This is some sort of twisted strategy to now go after all those who reported on the laptop because they didn't have a right to uh, that information. But now, after how many years... Of all of us knowing, including those in in the press, everyone knowing that that laptop is real. Now he finally comes out and says it's real. Will anyone in the press care or will they follow the next bouncing ball and go after all those who talked about it? Remember, the FBI and the CIA and NSA, they have loaded themselves in to all of the big tech companies. They are everywhere in big tech. Why? Why is that happening? What, what is, what, what is uh, the government and big tech doing? Are they protecting you or are they protecting people like, uh, oh, I don't know, Hunter Biden or Kathy Hochul? Uh, the kind of a theme that you need to have always with you now is I know who has lied to me over and over again. I know who has lied to me. Do you know who's told you the truth or tried to tell you the truth to the best of their ability? Who is making corrections in the errors of their way? That is crucial. Bill Maher is doing this. Bill Maher is making corrections in the errors of his way. He's like, I, you know what? I didn't see this. I didn't believe this. This has got to stop. Who's doing that? And who's just doubling down on their lost credibility? The media told us two weeks ago that nobody's coming after your gas stove. Do you remember that clearly? We told you this was something that had to do with the E and the ESG. We showed you that it was an environmentalist movement and a research paper from that environmentalist group that uh, the Department of, what was it that, uh, it's not labor, that Trumpka is in charge of, 
uh, can't remember, but one of the departments he's the head of, he came out and he said, we're looking into the gas stove things. It could be really very, very dangerous. And then they said, no, that's not true. That's not happening. Well, in Governor Hochul's new budget, she uh, has proposed several things that are nuts, but this is one of them. Hochul's budget plan would ban the sale of gas stoves and other fuel-powered heating equipment by 2030 and require that all new buildings be zero emission starting in 2028. Smaller buildings would be required to go green in 2025. So now who's lying to you? Who's lying to you? Is Kathy Hochul just making this thing up? Or has this been discussed for a long time and she's just willing to do it because she knows I just got reelected. It's not going to be a problem here. What you're dealing with is absolute evil. Evil. Now, let me give you direct evidence. Stu, how would you feel if you wanted to go to a doctor and you knew the doctor was an atheist, but a really good doctor? What would you do? I probably would just go to the doctor and not care really what religion he was. That's kind of his situation. <laughs> kind of his with. situation. Right, right, yeah. right. As long as he's a really good doctor, right. right. Now, how would you feel if you found out your doctor was a practicing Satanist? <laughs> but he was the best doctor in that field. Uh, it's a good question. Like, I don't necessarily and um you know a huge swath of our audience is going to be offended by this i don't necessarily consider satanism to actually be a religion so uh Mm -hmm. i uh would probably be pretty skeptical of their general judgment in that case would you go to them i don't think so no yeah okay i wouldn't there's no thought with me oh you're a satanist really uh not coming to you okay no thanks how would you feel if the hospital was a Satanist hospital. Yeah, I'd pick a different hospital. In that pick a different hospital. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a new health clinic in New Mexico um, being opened by the Satanic Temple. It is, they're actually going to name the facility this, the Samuel Alito's mother's Satanic Abortion Clinic. <laughs> so they are now opening up an abortion mm. clinic and they are uh, providing free of charge as part of the Satanic Temple's abortion ritual. You'll still have to pay for your medication in pharmacy. Typical cost is about 90 bucks. So you can get your abortion free as part of a Satanic ritual. Now, they put those in quotation marks because they want you to know, well... We're just fooling around here. We're not really the satanic temple. We're just trying to make a point. We're not really doing rituals with it. Really? Really? Ha. Yeah, because I think their their goal seems to be to make a point there and, I guess, own the conservatives. But, man, if it doesn't track with exactly what I believe is true in this case, you know, it's like uh, you seem to be making our point. Uh, the fact that the Satanists are adopting this process as central to their being is pretty telling. And honestly, uh, I think it tracks perfectly. 
Right. And uh, they are going to be receiving government benefits and privileges because it's a uh, religious organization, but without a deity. They don't really believe in Satan. And uh, what they're trying to do is uh, open this up. Now, they say this is going to be, you know, uh, doctors are going to be fine working there and there's going to be really good qualified doctors. I would question any doctor that worked at the satanic abortion clinic, you know. Uh, you know, everybody's like, oh, this doctor is a Catholic and he won't perform abortions at Our Lady of Weeping and Open Sores. What? I can't see. Really? But you'll go to a Satanist and a Satanist will, uh, I mean, a doctor will go, I'm fine with the Satan thing, whatever. I'm doing a good thing and a good service. Boy, if this doesn't make you question absolutely everything that you think you know, I don't know what does. When we come back, I want to tie one more story um, together in this. We are seeing now the media is lying to you. We're seeing the government is in bed with uh, big tech. You're seeing that the government uh, doesn't care about individuals because I don't think they care about uh, uh, Joe Biden anymore. I think they have another agenda going on, and that agenda is turning us into a banana republic you know, with uh, all of the things that are going on with the searches of a sitting president's home. Uh, and there's one other story that is out that I want to use uh, as an example, and I'll use the Hunter Biden story as well and give you the future things that you have to worry about in a story like that in 60 seconds. This year alone, this year alone, the um, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation is going to be helping hundreds of Gold Star and fallen first responder families and promote uh, providing them with homes. Last year, it was over 500 homes went to these guys. Looks like it's going to be a lot more this time around. The the um, Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been around since 9/11. It was inspired by the um, by the first responders that went in and then the soldiers that went out um, and saved so many people. So they have dedicated themselves to those people and they have cared for them, cared for their families, cared for the catastrophically wounded and also those who have passed away and taken care of their families. But they also are going around the country educating uh, kids in kindergarten through the 12th grade about 9-11. Why are they doing that? Because nobody in school is actually doing that. We have to we have to learn about the past. Never forget. Always remember so we can learn from our mistakes and our tragedies. Tunnel to Towers is on a mission to do good, and I'd like to ask you to help America never forget its greatest heroes by donating $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. Look, I know I'm, I'm asking you for a lot of different organizations, but I, I want you to find one that connects with you. I'm trying to give you the best of the best that's out there, and T2T is really good. It's T, the number two, T.org, Tunnel to Towers. Um, it, but they uh, are asking you if you would donate $11 a month. We can keep these families together without the stress by giving them a home at the moment of their worst uh, uh, worst nightmare. Tunnel to Towers, T2T.org. The Glenn Beck Program.
Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. Stu, have you seen uh, the ABC journalist that was missing for a while, James Gordon Meek? Mm. Uh, he's in the news again. This is the guy who uh, was one of the leading guys exposing the Pentagon, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and then all of a sudden he was he was just gone. His house was raided and ABC News said nothing. And uh, he was picked up really by a, a, a SWAT team almost. And then he went and we found him finally living at his mother's house and no one would say anything. Well, it looks like uh, he's, uh, he's a pedophile. Federal prosecutors accused James Gordon Meek of engaging in sexually graphic conversations about raping toddlers, sharing sexual videos and images of children as young as babies, and attempting to pressure minors into sending him explicit photos. Meek was arrested and charged with transportation of child pornography. He received and shared images of sexual abuse dating back to 2014. A tip was sent to the FBI Washington field office child uh, exploitation uh, by Dropbox. Um, On April 27th, they uh, raided his home in Arlington. He resigned from ABC News. And all of this now makes total sense however there is a warning for future stories like this not necessarily this one but future stories like this you need to hear and we'll be getting into that in a minute also the uh major cyber attack what does it mean and how do you prepare coming up Stu and i were just talking about the loss of credibility in the world. And we're going to share some things over the next seven to 10 days that I think are going to blow your mind and show you how uh, dire the situation is. We only have a limited amount of time before AI and everything else kicks in. And you're just not going to know the truth anymore. And, um, If what the World Economic Forum said is true on some sort of catastrophic global cyber event that shuts down power or shuts down the banking system, um, you will be the only voice and the only brain around that's looking for truth. So uh, one of the things we want to do this year is really try to teach critical thinking. How do you learn critical thinking? What does that even mean? Um, But next hour, we want to talk to you about the World Economic Forum and their warning about a massive cyber attack and what that means and how to prepare.
You know, I know everybody's exhausted by the news, and you're exhausted. It's almost as if people don't care anymore, but I contend they really care. They just, A, don't think anything's going to be done about, you know, the crime and the corruption that everybody seems to get away with. So why waste my time on that? And the other, the problems are so big, they don't think they can do anything about it. So why am I wasting my time getting so upset about it? Well, this hour, we're going to talk to you again about the the cyber attacks that are happening at an insane rate right now, lost among our chaotic news cycle or stories that you might have missed central banks governments even nato have been running cyber attack war games specifically focusing on a massive global attack on the financial system now that's what they're expecting during the world economic forum uh, meeting that happened a couple of weeks ago they actually predicted a major catastrophic cyber event sometime in the next 24 months what do they know that we don't know I'm going to show you what this could mean tomorrow night at 5 p.m. Eastern. It's a do not miss show. But I wanted to bring somebody back that we had on a couple of days ago because he is one of the leading experts on cyber attacks or EMPs knocking out our power grid. He consults with uh, electric companies all across the country. Um, It's a question that I feel we need to ask ourselves Are we prepared at all as individuals, especially if Davos has prophesied we only have 24 months until something like this could happen? What should we do and what would the world look like? William Fortune is the uh, author of One Second After, One Year After, and the upcoming Five Years After that is set to release in August. He is a great, great author and storyteller, but he has the facts down. We're going to talk to him in 60 seconds. Stand by. Our sponsor this half hour is um, from My Patriot Supply. I got to tell you, My Patriot Supply, I've been doing business with them for a long time. Uh, I have ordered their food long ago. I'm out of all of it now. I mean, if something goes down, don't come to my house. I, I, I don't know what. We'll just be eating bullets. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, um, my Patriot Supply has been the leader in really good top quality food and preparedness kits. Um, A couple of years ago, we had one of these crazy freezes where power went out in Texas, really almost for the first time. Um, And they started working on something called Vesta. It's new now, and it's available at my Patriot Supply. This is um, a, it's canned heat, if you will. It runs on canned heat. It burns really, really hot, yet it's totally safe. You light the fuel, and within a few minutes, Vesta is hot enough to boil water and even heat a 200-square-foot room. Again, without smoke, no toxic fumes, and without danger. So go to preparewithglenn.com and save $30 on the Vesta while supplies last. Act now at preparewithglenn.com. All right, we bring uh, we bring back um, our um, our uh, guest from just a couple of days ago, William Fortune, uh, who wrote "One Second After." Uh, he is also a Montreat College uh, faculty fellow, and we wanted to talk to him about. Uh, well, William, have you read the World Economic Forum's warning that uh, no, of I a have major? Not. 
Okay. So they're saying a major cyber attack is coming, and they're focused really on the, um, on the financial sector. Um, mm-hmm. They think that's where it's going to come, which um, any thoughts on that quickly before we move on? You know, <laughs> last night, my girlfriend and I were playing Jenga. You know that thing where you stack yeah, all yeah. the wooden blocks up? Okay. Yeah. It's a good analogy. Imagine our whole infrastructure is like a Jenga tower, and everything is balanced on one block on the bottom. If that one block goes out, the entire tower collapses. And that one that, block? That, that one block is electricity. That one block is electronics and our whole internet system. But actually, all the way down to just electricity. Kill that, you kill the entire tower. So let's say that we were in war with uh, Russia. Um, yes. Uh, would they have any qualms of shutting our electricity off? Would they just go after one sector, or would they have any qualms of going after electricity? It's a multifaceted attack, but electricity is the fundamental block upon which everything is predicated upon. Your computers, your telecommunications, space program, everything comes down to electricity. Now, it would be a multifaceted attack which that would be one component thereof. Uh, why would someone go after the financial sector? Couldn't you reset the, fi- oh. as long as you had electricity, couldn't you reset that pretty quickly? It All wouldn't right. really, but, go but, ahead. I know at some point we're going to be talking about what we can do as individuals. So let's yes. take it as an individual. All right. You lose the finances. Suddenly your credit cards don't work. Your banking account doesn't work. Maybe everything you have saved for years just suddenly, boom, it's offline. It disappears. What happens to us as individuals? And then extrapolate that out to your community all the way up to the nation. You disrupt the, uh, the financial system. Basically, to put it in common parlance, we're screwed. Um, and wouldn't, uh, wouldn't a central bank digital currency make things worse? Because you wouldn't have, yeah, any currency at all. Well, there's there's another part of our problem with AI and everything else. We're actually setting up a system whereby we become more and more vulnerable every day. A hundred years ago, you know, back during, uh, you know, Roosevelt and everything else, yeah, systems collapsed. But if you had money under the mattress, you could still get by. Well, that money in and of itself is useless. Who will trust it? Remember Sandy in 2012, of people lined up around the block in New York City waving $100 bills just to get hamburgers at a McDonald's. And the guy at McDonald's is saying, hey, folks, I can't even deal with that. I have no banking system left. I don't want your money. It's worthless. That's the scary thing. Our money becomes worthless. Now, I, I wanted to talk to you, um, and we had you on a couple of days ago, and uh, just so for anybody who missed this, just recap a bit um, how easy it is to take down our, our power grid and the attempts that have already been made. And it's my understanding, if we take out nine or ten substations, you can lose the entire grid in America, not for a short period of time. It's not like putting a new telephone pole up. It's for months. 
Well, uh, remember the great power failures in New York in the 70s and 80s? And in the one case, it all traced back to one relay switch that short-circuited out. Mm -hmm. That then caused the next relay switch to shut down. That started causing entire systems to go offline to try and protect themselves. Or look at Texas. I mean, you went through it two years ago. Mm -hmm. When the system started to go, it cascaded across the entire state within a matter of minutes. It's all automatically set up. It happens faster than any human could ever deal with. It's just boom, 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 boom of different electronic components suddenly say, oh, the guy next to me isn't working right. I got to shut down. Right. But isn't that to protect the entire system? How do you bring it back up? If Texas had a full meltdown, how do you bring it back up? How do you mean that? I, I'm sorry for being asking such simple oh, questions here, but I know no. I know this just happened in Pakistan. They were doing it for some global warming thing, and uh, they decided to take the entire system down for a couple of hours every night. They turn it off, mm-hmm. and they couldn't turn it back on. I don't know if they still have you know power outages. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Again, we as as individuals, I'm sitting in my house right now. If suddenly, boom, it went off. How do I turn it back on? Do I go to my circuit box, which which I can barely understand? You know, I'm just an ordinary guy in that respect. The systems become so interlocking and so complex that it exceeds the human capability to bring it back quickly. So it just automatically shuts down. And then how do you bring it back? There's the key. How do you and- bring it back? And that's for a cyber attack, which you told me a couple of days ago. A cyber attack can, uh, you know, go and shooting one of those uh, substations, which we're having happen now around the country. Uh, somebody shooting at them can bring them offline. But if it's coordinated or even a cyber attack, it can destroy those substations. Um, and China is the only one that makes all of that equipment, and it. To order it in a in a non-emergency way, it'll take you over a year to get it. Okay, our major transformers, I believe you and I talked about it two days ago. Our major big substation, the, the larger substations, to replace a major component can take two years. Now, you would think, in a nation that realizes it could be facing this, we would stockpile key components. Now, certain things go offline, bang. You put another one in. No, we're a just-in-time delivery type of mentality. Jeez. And as a result, we don't have stockpiles of crucial equipment to help bring us back online. Okay. So um, this means, give me the, you know, the scenario that you, you wrote in one second after. Um, open things up. And I, you know, I read these kinds of things and, and reports and everything else. You did such a good job at keeping it, bringing the story to life in a realistic way. Um, and then also uh, showing me things that I just, I had never even thought about. Um, these things go offline. How long does it take? We, I think it's 72 hours before things really go into chaos. Um, that was from a government study in the 60s, and it proved true with uh, Katrina. Once people think there's no help coming, um, bad things really begin to happen. Um, how long before um, 
a lot of people die. Is it that same three three hours because of the lack of water? Or three, well, not let, three let, hours, three days? Okay, if we want with an EMT scenario, how many people are going to die in the next five minutes? I'll ask you that as a question. How many people do you think will die in the first five minutes of an EMP? Uh, I would say none because of the EMP. Very few. A couple hundred thousand in the first five to ten minutes. From what? Because there's over 2,000 commercial aircraft in the air right now. And a significant number of those, if they got hit by a major EMP, it shuts the computers down on the plane. And even if you have Foley mm. up front piloting you into the Hudson River, that plane's going to fall like a rock. So a couple hundred thousand within minutes, within the first three days, in a major situation, what happens to your nursing homes? Right. What and your hospitals. hospitals? Um, okay, so, so that would happen if they just – it doesn't have to be an EMP. If they knock the power yeah. grid out – the planes would be okay, but we just saw at L.A., you know, <laughs> the LAX just went out of power, uh, and it, it wasn't good. You know, uh, wasn't it just a couple of weeks ago the entire uh, command control system for the FAA shut down? And suddenly all the screens of all the air traffic controllers went blank. Now, it was only for short term, but it was chaos. Thousands of flights had to be canceled, planes in the air. How are you going to put them back down? Or look at 9-11, where all planes were ordered down immediately and then didn't fly again for days. And that even was not a cyber situation. So your key components, or let me give you another example. Suppose all the traffic lights in Dallas suddenly shut down simultaneously. How many people are going to be hurt in the first five minutes? A lot. Quite a few. Yeah. So um, we don't we don't realize we are like that Jenga tower, which is one little block, and then the blocks above it start to fall away, and then the entire tower starts to, to collapse. That that's America at this moment. I have to tell you, you just said you and your girlfriend were talking about this last night about Jenga, and um, and I'd like to just offer my wife's services for counseling because that's the kind of stuff that. <laughs> And my wife is like, can we not talk about that tonight? Anyway, um, uh, we're, uh, we're, talking about, uh, we're talking about catastrophic failure, something the, EF, uh, the WEF has predicted is coming in the next 24 months. And what can you do about it? And we are, we are talking to William Fortune with, um, he's the author of One Second After, and also he's with the uh, Montreat College uh, faculty. He's a fellow there. We're going to continue our conversation, but move it to, okay, if you believe these things are happening or possible, what should you do? We'll do that in 60 seconds. Uh, relief sleep. Good sleep is one of the key ingredients of a successful day. My my wife last night said, I just, I didn't sleep well. I just didn't sleep well. And I reminded her, did you take relief sleep? The whole day will feel like a never-ending schlog if you don't get a good night's sleep. Now, if you've ever tried, you know, any kind of sleep stuff, it, it for me, it either doesn't work uh, or it just whacks you out for the rest of the day. You feel groggy in the morning, and I hate that. I'd, I'd rather have a bad night's sleep. 
Relief Factor has come up with Relief Factor Sleep. It's 100% drug-free. It's a blend of natural ingredients designed to promote healthy sleep by reducing anxiety and distress and improving mood and promoting uh, relaxation. I will tell you, I use it probably two, three nights a week, and it is really good, and you never feel the difference in you. You never feel groggy. It's nineteen ninety-five. 20 bucks to get the feeling of complete relaxation and contentment as you drift away into a deep night's sleep. So unleash the power of great sleep by calling 800, the number four relief, 800 for relief, or go to relieffactor.com. Look for relief factor sleep at relieffactor.com. 10 seconds, station ID. Tomorrow night, we are doing our Wednesday night special. But, Glenn, it's Friday. I know. We couldn't do it this week because nobody could get into the studios here in Dallas. Um, The Wednesday night special will be airing at uh, Friday at 5 p.m. It is called the COVID Blueprint, the next crisis globalists will use to control you. Um, We have a gentleman who I, I really respect. Uh, has a new book coming out in August calling Five Years After. He is one of the leading voices on EMP and uh, cybersecurity for our grids. Um, and we welcome him back, Dr. William Forschin. Yeah, Ed, I'll start with a question to, uh, for you. The okay. ice storm you had days ago. Yeah. Look, that pretty well shut all of Dallas down. A simple ice storm. So... Imagine a major cyber attack. What happens in the city of Dallas if suddenly nothing is working correctly? Uh, I would say, in short order, chaos. Uh, yeah. Real chaos. Within three days. Yeah. By, by tomorrow, maybe even today, it would have been chaos. Exactly. And there is another factor that... We are used to a society, we are so used to a society functioning correctly that it becomes background noise in our life. I throw the switch on in the morning, uh, I take a shower, I cook my eggs for breakfast, uh, my girlfriend and I go out to dinner at a nice restaurant. These are all things that become simple background noise. Pull one of the blocks out, things start failing, and we're mystified. In fact, we can we very quickly will become frightened by what is happening. So there was a there was a book out. I don't know if you ever uh, read it, uh, Tragedy and Hope, um, and it was written in the 1960s, and uh, it was written by one of the advisors for Eisenhower and and all of the presidents. I think going back to Truman, um, and he talked about a global system that was being built that said the tragedy is these world wars will never have one because we're tying each other together economically so no one will be able to have a complete global war anymore because it will destroy everything he said in that the only thing that would disrupt this and i remember reading this again after 9 11 is if there is an unflagged group that um, does not care about technology or the financial system well that's exactly what happened with 9 11 they, they didn't care if they collapsed the financial sector. Um, and, and if you look, if there was ever a collapse of things, we would probably lose to people that 
are not slaves to all this technology and all of the electronics and and all of the goods and services that we just take for granted right now. You know, there, there's with the things I study and all that. There's times when I feel I'm just going to go further up in the woods, cut myself from the grid, and live alone. But no man is an island. Yeah. No matter how much we try to step away from things, we're still part of the society, like okay, it or so, not. Okay. So when we come back, I want to have you get into a, a checklist. What should we do to be reasonably prepared for something that the WEF says is coming within the next 20, uh, 24 months. By the way, I take them at their word in seeing that they said a, a major pandemic was coming and three months later, a major pandemic came. The Glenn Beck Program. More in just a minute. Um, I'm guessing that the next time you have to take a flight somewhere, you're not going to try to build your own airplane and fly it. And you, you, you would probably also say, yeah, I want it to be Airbus or Boeing and, uh, if the pilot comes on and says, hey, that's my first flight, you know, I do this part time, you're getting off the plane. I would say get off the plane if you hear this from a travel, uh, I mean, sorry, from a, uh, a real estate agent. Get out of their office. Don't let them rep. I only do this part time. You need somebody who is the best because they are landing and flying the biggest financial um uh, asset that you will probably ever have in your life, your home. Don't leave that to anybody but somebody who has the best practices and the best history. You want somebody that has the whole ball game. That's who we try to find in your area. Real estate agents, I trust.com. This is my company. It's a free service to you. We will recommend the people in your area that we think have the most credibility and the best business practices, etc., etc. It is realestateagentsitrust.com. And head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn. If you use the promo code Glenn, you can save right now on your subscription to Blaze TV. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. Let me just give you a couple of uh, news stories that have come out today. They're all part of... Uh, my show prep, which you can get my unedited uh, show prep now at glenbeck.com. It's free. Just look for the uh, morning email uh, news uh, newsletter. Everything that I look at every morning is now available to you because it's just not enough time to get to everything. But let me give you a couple of uh, headlines here. Um, Russia, Russian TV, now going to lengths to claim how they could wipe Britain off the face of the earth by setting off a radioactive tsunami in the Atlantic Ocean. Uh, Russian state TV has broadcast a mock video of the UK being obliterated by a tsunami set off by a nuclear missile sent from Moscow. Um, They say that it would engulf Ireland and the UK, which I think leaves Scotland out. No, they're part of the UK, so I I think that includes Scotland. China, on the other hand, the um, political economics uh, professor at Peking's University School of Government, so this is about as communist hierarchy as you can get, says the U.S.-led semiconductor war on China is a nuclear weapon and China should respond with its own. Since the U.S. has used its nuclear weapon against China, China should strike back using our nuclear weapon, which is the market. The U.S. nuclear weapon is tech. 
ours is the market. Um, and now they are looking at, I guess, cutting us off from the market. We are in very, very unstable times, and things can spiral out of control quickly. Now, we've been talking to you about the World Economic Forum's um, uh, prediction that in the next 24 months, a major cyber attack uh, would happen. So we wanted to bring a gentleman on. We had a couple of days ago, but specifically to talk to him about what we can do uh, to prepare for something catastrophic like this. So let's go back to William Forsgen, uh, the author of One Second After, a must-read book. Bill, tell me, what? where do we start? Let me point out one thing. There was once a guy who everybody thought was crazy, wrote a book called My Struggle. Nobody paid attention to it, really. And then for the next 12, 14 years, he kept saying, I'm going to start a war. I'm going to start a war. Well, it became such background noise. The way you just pointed out, Russia's saying this, China's saying that. We don't pay attention. And then one day he started a war, World War II. The same thing now. We're getting so much data every day. We don't respond. And it's time we as individuals started taking some action for ourselves to protect ourselves and to protect our families. Okay, so what do we do? Your average person, okay, your typical listener right now, they're savvy, all right? They, they, they listen to you. How many of those folks, I'm going, you know, I would ask, how many of you have a two- to four-week supply of water on hand? I'd say I'd only a small fraction. What's your guess? One percent? Two percent? I was thinking about ten, about, yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, you don't want to buy the bottle of water? Just save your uh, two-liter bottles. Clean them out well. And then just fill them up. Stick them in a closet someplace. That is the key thing to start with. Have a basic water purification system on hand. You can buy one at any hiking store or Walmarts for 20 or 30 bucks. That can take doubtful water, make it clean. Right. And then we go up that Maslow hierarchy of needs. What's the second most important thing? Well, it could be medication. Uh, you have oh. any number. At, at the average person, about a third of the population, has to take some kind of medication almost every day. Well, do you have a 30-day supply? Are you down to two days? And then you go to the pharmacy and it's just in time order? <clears throat> or do you find a way legally to put a six-month supply on hand, that not on day three you're out in the street going, what the heck do I do now? Yeah, I just, found, I, just found this, uh, I just found this service called uh, Jace Medical. I think it's jacemedical.com. Mm -hmm. And they find the legal ways to you know, get your medication so you can have a six-month supply. You can have it on hand. Because that's, that's one of the major worries for me is – you know, if you don't have medication, my daughter goes into seizures. Uh, you know, I have blood, high blood pressure. I could be dead. You know, all of these things, there's a lot of people, and I learned this from your book, there's a lot of people that should be dead, and I may be one of them, but they should have died without modern medication. They would have been dead by now, and as soon as you lose that. But the problem is 
you know, everything is so tightly uh, prescribed and regulated that it's it's hard to to get stuff. How do you do it? Do you know, Bill? You know, when I first started the book and doing research, I sat down with my pharmacist one evening and just said, what? What do, happens What happens to our typical community? At the end of that one hour, she was crying. I said, my mm-hmm. God, Bill, it would be overwhelming within the first three to four days. Pancreatic enzyme disorder. You're dead. Uh, cancer control. Any number of things. You're dead. you got to remember. In the post-World War II generation is really the first truly medicated society in the world. A hundred years ago, we died. We died mm-hmm. young. Now we're living in the 60s, 70s, and 80s, and pretty comfortable. But without those basic medications or the more exotic ones that you need, what about people who have had a transplant? They're going to die very, very quickly. What about heart conditions? Uh, I have an irregular heartbeat. I've been taking a medication for 40 years. I'm fine. Take that medication away, and within 30 days, I'm going to be bedridden because I'm going to be afraid I'm going to have an irregular heartbeat episode. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. these are basic things that we don't think about until it's too late, the day after. So you put food in the third place. Water's number one. Medication is number two. Yes. Hey, I just listened to one of your ads. I know the company, uh, Patriots. Uh, <laughs> My Patriots Supply. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, By the way, they also have the water purification that is amazing, and uh, and it's even something that you can have on you or in your car at all times too, uh, just in case. Um, it, we don't think of these things. We just. That's oh. like <laughs> Stu and I always joke. He says, "You're the most prepared man I know." And I'm really not, but uh, I'm more prepared than he is. But I know in the end, it's going to be one of those things that I'm like, oh, crap, I forgot batteries. You know, it's going to be something (laughs) stupid that you just assume that you have. I have a gross of double and triple A batteries down in my (laughs) basement. Yes, so do I. So do I. And you want to know, that would be a trade item. Somebody's going to oh, say, yeah. uh, I'll trade you a meal for six batteries. Yes. Things like that that we don't even think of. And then, of course, security. And that's something I always predicate with. If you decide to get a firearm, get trained. You don't want to become an Alex Baldwin. All right? <laughs> get trained, trained well if you decide that you want a firearm. And then have the proper ammunition and supplies on hand. So if you have your house on solar panels and you've got buried natural gas or, or whatever for generators, um, is that also good to have in the plan? Is to oh, be yeah, some yeah. self-reliance on these things? I, I have a small solar array I can put out. But, hey, even me with all, all the books I've written and everything else, there's a heck of a lot of things I'm dependent upon my society for. And not everybody is going to go out there, lay in natural gas lines, lay in a 2,000-gallon sure. cistern, et cetera. But right. anybody listening to you who lives in an apartment, a single mom with a couple of kids, get a month's worth of supply on hand that you don't have to step outside and contend with the chaos out there that you are safe and secure in your home for at least a month. 
And do you think that a, a, a massive, what they're calling catastrophic attack on our, on our, um, on our systems, uh, cyber attack, that could last a month? It most likely could last longer than a month. It could last. Uh, DOE study several years back said that if we had a radical shutdown, it could take up to five years to take the top 500 generating systems in the eastern United States, five years to put 80% back online. Which Why? On a, uh, because component parts, basic replacement parts. Uh, do you recall the Israeli raid on the Iranians about the cyber yes. attack about 10 years they shut down the centrifuge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. They shut that. Just some software that they put in there caused all the centrifuges in Iran's nuclear program to suddenly stop. It destroyed them for years. There are things you and I don't even know about that at this moment somebody is sitting there plotting, boy, I could really screw up America if I pulled this block out of the system. It's- and we- we talked the other day. The United States government has not taken this seriously. I mean, I remember I read your no. book, what, 15 years ago, maybe? Um, yeah. And nobody was taking it seriously then. But they're still not taking it seriously. You know, 10-second uh, shameless plug. My college has a four-year program to teach for cybersecurity. Kids Rather than studying medieval gender studies, you study that, you get a $100,000 a year job. But <laughs> I'll sit in some of the classes and I'll go, I don't know what the heck these people are talking about. They're doing it. They're learning how to block. And you sit in their main computer room in my college and you're watching. We're talking about attacks every single second, somewhere in the country, somewhere in the world. People are probing. They're like the advanced cavalry before the start of a war, probing, 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 finding the weak spots and getting ready to pour in. It's going to happen. It will happen. And I firmly believe within the next two years. Uh, you know, you, you and I, I don't know how we haven't spent more time together because we're like brothers from another mother. We both make people cry. We talk to, <laughs> oh boy, and uh, for me. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, thank you so much, uh, William. I appreciate it. Appreciate your books, and looking forward to the next one that's coming out this August. God bless. Um, Keep putting the word out there, Glenn. Thank you. Um, now, look. This is something we talked about with the World Economic Forum tonight. Over the next ten days, you're going to learn a lot um, about critical things that you need to understand for the next two days we're going to be talking about um a cyber attack and that goes right to our special which is happening tomorrow night at 5 p.m the next global crisis uh crisis that globalists are going to use to control you the covid blueprint tonight 5 p.m next week we move into ai you don't want to miss a single show in the next uh, couple of weeks Okay, uh, let me talk to you about our uh, our sponsor this half hour. Our sponsor is, help me out here, Sarah. Oh, it's American Financing. American Financing um, uh, is, just a, is just a place that is helping people save now about $700 a month. 
a radio listener, uh, Michael, wrote in about his experience. He said, uh, I've been working with uh, Thea at American Financing since we made the decision to refi. She's helped since day one, answering all of my questions. And there have been plenty of questions, returning every call. She's, she's returned them and got answers for me very quickly to lead me to wonder if she works 24-7. Uh, she might be a robot. Ah, just kidding. Anyway, we decided to go with American Financing. We are uh, starting all over. It's best of all, my wife and I don't have to go to the closing. Closing is coming to us. We didn't have to take time off. Thank you, American Financing. You rock. That is why they have so many great customer reviews. You can find them at American Financing, 800-906-2440. Whether you've already started the process with somebody else or you're looking to refi and save some money, AmericanFinancing.net. Call them now, 800-906-2440. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. So I, I, I want to share something we didn't get to here just a few, a few minutes ago. Um, the World Economic Forum is now predicting, and they're wargaming, for the next global catastrophe that will require global action. And that is a major, as they say, catastrophic uh, cyber event. I believe that will be on the financial sector because I don't believe that... Um, I just think they'll hit the financial sector because it'll give them a reason to say that we've got to bring everything in-house to the Federal Reserve and we've got to have a digital currency and they'll reset everything. That's that's my thinking. But who knows? Um, and it would be an easy way to wipe out massive debts, too, wouldn't it? If everything was just corrupted and you didn't know. Anyway, um, uh, we didn't talk about... Um, nuclear power we talked about all, everything else going down but how many how many nuclear power plants do we have here in america Stu? Stu, how many nuclear power plants do we have here in america it's about 90 92 92 okay the average nuclear power plant has only two weeks worth of generating backup uh, from on-site oil and natural gas to cool the pile. That's the minimum it can do, cool the pile and stockpiled waste. So if you are out of power for more than two weeks, the material at the end of two weeks begins to heat up and causes a meltdown. That'd be kind of a problem. How much does it take to stockpile six months worth of uh, natural gas? Why is that not happening at every nuclear facility? What it maybe it costs a million dollars to do that? Haven't we just lost like five billion dollars or five trillion dollars just in fraud with PPP? I don't know to stop our nuclear power plants from melting down in the case of cyber attack. I think it might the be worth it. Program. I want to go turn the page now back to our local and state. If you've been listening the whole show today, um, there's been a, a theme uh, to it. We're looking at the biggest problems that we have to face. And, um, you know, I said at the beginning of our number one, we want fair access uh, laws to be passed on on um, World Economic Forum things and uh, ESG, uh, because you don't want to have to depend on your attorney general. Because if you have a bad attorney general, uh, I mean, what are you going to do? Then you're trapped. You got nothing. 
you want to have you want a system that has fair access for everyone so you can uh, lodge a lawsuit where necessary um and there's a few lawsuits that are really important one happening here in texas filed by wisconsin uh, law firm on uh on guns and the next one is the border and building of a border wall uh also we have a lawsuit now that is trying to stop uh the legalization of all of these immigrants we'll talk to And welcome to the Glenn Beck program. If you are living in a state without a great attorney general, uh, I I really feel very bad for you. Honestly, you need to have in this these days a strong attorney general that will stand up for the rights of the citizen, the rights of the state, and quite honestly, the rights of uh, survival, because that's really what it's taking. Right now, Texas is leading 20 states in a lawsuit over a migrant program that is going to allow thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of migrants from certain countries to enter the U.S. every year. We've got to stop the madness at the border. Also, here in Texas, a lawsuit was filed by a Wisconsin firm to uh, stop the ATF from making anyone who has a, um, a pistol uh, grip uh, or a, a what, do you, what do you call those things? Uh, the pistol when you pull out the stock? Uh, yeah, pistol brace. Uh, you'll be a felon in about 118 days if this isn't stopped. It's in Texas going through the courts, but what happens? what happens from here? How safe are we on any of this stuff from the federal government as citizens? Ken Paxton, our attorney general, a great attorney general, is joining us in 60 seconds. First, let me tell you about Relief Factor. Relief Factor has really saved my uh, saved my butt. I, I was really hopeless and really thought, you know, I'm not going to be able to broadcast even anymore for years. Um, one of the reasons why we left Fox was I, I they were hiding um, my camera operators. Fox wasn't my camera operators were hiding uh, problems that I would have with my hands where they would just stop working or they start to shake uncontrollably. And um, and it was all from pain. And I just after moving down here and living with it for another five or six years, I, I just I couldn't do it anymore. Well, that's when my wife forced me to try Relief Factor, and it worked. I, much, I was shocked that it worked. 70% of the people go on to order more that try it. 
My wife forced me to try it, and I can't believe it worked, but it did, and it still does. It's great. ReliefFactor.com. You're in pain? Try this. Three-week quick start. ReliefFactor.com. Call 800-4-RELIEF. 800, the number 4-RELIEF. ReliefFactor.com. Feel the difference. Ken Paxton, how are you, sir? I am doing well, and by the way, they're called stabilizing braces. Stabilizing braces. That's what it is. Thank you. Um, so you're Glad stabilizing. Thank you. You're, <laughs> I, I am the worst gun advocate because I don't. I don't. Anyway, um, stabilizing braces. We love braces. you anyway, Glenn. It's good. If you have one of these, and I have friends that have them. If you have one of these, you bought them legally. Um, and now the ATF says in like 118 or 117 days, uh, you're going to be a felon. If you haven't applied for a tax stamp and sent them all of your information, well, there's no way to get a tax stamp in 120 days. I don't want to give the government, uh, you know, any information on anything uh, unless I absolutely have to. Um, what do people do if they have these guns? Well, you forgot to give the good information. You'll they'll only put you into prison for up to ten years. So, oh yeah, 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 like, right. You forgot to mention the ten-year prison sentence. Yeah. Now, this is uh, pretty radical. Obviously, a stabilizing brace uh, it makes no sense other than that they're trying to force registration, which they're which is completely illegal. And so, not only do you have this Wisconsin group, but I, I can guarantee you, we're on our way to filing a lawsuit because this is complete violation of the Second Amendment. Which you know clearly, this is just another. Work, they call it workarounds. Work around the Constitution. Right. This is what this right. is what they do. Workarounds. And this is, I mean, if this stands, everything. I mean, we'll lose everything, because all it means is that the ATF can just deem anything too dangerous to have, and their word is law. So, do you expect this to be resolved before the hundred and twenty days, or? Let's say I'm uh, well, your let's let's say you're a lawyer and I'm your client. Ken, I have one. I've got friends who have one. What do I do? Well, we're going to file a lawsuit, and the first thing we're going to ask for is a, a, an injunction, and uh, so that people are not subject to these regulations without us having the opportunity to, to, to try this on the merits. And I think trying it on the merits, obviously, uh, I think we would win. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so that's what we're going to try to stop it so that people don't have to live in fear of the ATF coming to their house and arresting them for having a, a stabilizing brace for a pistol. It, we are sitting in a, in a country now where our federal government is imposing rules and regulations that will make us criminals terrorists uh uh federal offenders and yet they're letting all of the people who should be in jail out and letting people get away with stuff if they're on the right side or a useful idiot i mean the world is upside down well we've elected people that are that are not there to help the american people i mean all you have to do is look at what they did with covid they they told americans one, you can, you're going to lose, we're going to try to force you to lose your job if you don't get vaccinated. We're not going to let you transport around the country or be anywhere if you don't wear a mask. You can't come back into the country unless you get tested and you don't have COVID. However, if you're an illegal, if you're coming here illegally, whatever your background is, criminal or not, you can come to the border. We're not going to test you. We're going to transport you around the country. We're not going to worry if you had COVID. As a matter of fact, if you have COVID, all the better. So it's clear to me this administration is not 
out for the best interest of the American people. They are out to change us into the country that they control, much like what happened in Venezuela or China. So we just had in Texas, um, we just completed, I think, two miles of a new border wall. Uh, then we had, um, we're working on another 12, but there's at least 40 that is just hemorrhaging um, people. Um, and Texas is just doing this, you know, on its own. Ken, people are so tired of games and things just going on and on and on and on. What do you have in your quiver that is going to end this madness? And how long is it going to take? Well, elections have consequences, and and, and, and our system of government depends on uh a balance of powers. And so we're fighting our way. We have 15 lawsuits. We have 38 total lawsuits where we've sued the Biden administration in a two-year period. We've got 15 of those relate to the border. We just filed this other one that you referenced earlier, where they're going to let 30,000 people into the country and they're going to fly them in completely illegal. And, you know, we're, we're in the middle of, we, we're winning most of those. The problem is it takes for a long time to go through, through the judicial system and on occasion, we lose. I mean, the Supreme Court made a horrible decision on Remain in Mexico. Fortunately, we have another lawsuit that I think we've got a chance at. But, you know, it's not an easy process taking on the federal government, especially when the Supreme Court told us in uh, this case under the Obama administration, which was called the United States versus uh, Arizona, where they said that the federal government could pass laws and then not enforce them. And then if a state tried to protect themselves, that was illegal. And that's insane. And I'm hoping we'll get a chance to challenge it. I'm hoping our legislature, our governor does something that violates that particular uh, holding and we can challenge it because it cannot be right that states don't have the right to protect their citizens if the federal government is going to walk away from enforcing the laws that are on the books. I thought it was in maybe the state constitution. I thought it was in the constitution that if if the government doesn't protect the borders, if they are found uh, negligent in that, it is the state's right to uh, to enforce that. I thought the argument was we just had to make the case that this was out of control. Is that not true? Well, no. So there's, first of all, there's no case law on that. So that, that there, there is a provision that we, we're, we could try to rely on. Here's the challenge. We're not in a position where we were in, in the entire history of our country where Border Patrol was there to stop people from coming in. They used to, like, guard the border. The Biden administration has changed the paradigm. The paradigm now is Border Patrol does logistics. The cartels have been informed by the Biden administration from day one that all they have to do is bring people and bring as many as you want. As a matter of fact, the more you bring, the more money you'll make, 10000 a person, 8000 a person, whatever it is. And just you're not running from us anymore. You come to Border Patrol. You deliver to the Border Patrol. So now none of our state resources are involved. They go directly to Border Patrol, and they hand them off, and they say the magic word, which is asylum. And then Border Patrol takes over. And this is, by the way, not Border Patrol's fault. This is what the Biden administration has I know, I know. the position of. So now all they do is they then transport them wherever the federal government says to transport them. And there's no place in that process. The only way we could stop that, and that's where most people go, uh, is to start, I mean, I guess, shooting Border Patrol agents, which, you know, is not going to happen. We're not going to. Those are not the enemy. The enemy is the Biden administration who is uh, taking advantage of Border Patrol to cut a deal with a cartels and we have basically are in partnership with the cartels and and that's the problem 
This is so insidious and evil. And uh, by the way, I I don't know anybody who um, I didn't understand the shooting the the border uh, agents. We the, these guys are man. There, I mean, the suicide rate is high because these guys aren't allowed to do what they know is right. I I feel for these border agents. Um, and Glenn, if like they crazy. do, then they're punished. I mean, you saw I know. those guys that was, were, were on horseback and they made this garbage up and they couldn't prove yeah. it, but they still punished them. And they went out and just made them look terrible. And they're, I mean, this is pure evil. These are your employees. They're the ones out risking their lives. They're trying to protect Americans. And the Biden administration kicks them in the head, beats them up, and, and throws them away. And that's that's our that's our administration. That's why I'm saying these people that are running our federal government do not like Americans. They do not like freedom. They are doing everything they can to do workarounds the Constitution so that they can tell us how to live our lives. So why doesn't why why isn't the governor out? Or I mean, don't want you to have to answer for the governor, but. Why are we not making more of a case uh, to at least Texans that we are in bed with the cartels, the the sex trafficking and the and the child sex trafficking is off the charts, let alone all of the fentanyl and drugs that are coming across the border. You have 500 immigrants in New York and they're declaring an emergency. Good heavens, how many hundreds of thousands have come just through Texas? How many millions have come through Texas and are still here? Well, so I would say, I mean, the legislature's in session right now in Texas. They're authorizing billions to be sent. The governor's going to sign that. Uh, I do believe the the governor, lieutenant governor, are all out talking about this issue. But I know you're going to be shocked by this, but... Your your show is not like CBS, NBC, ABC. That they don't cover our point of view, but we are out saying. I I am literally talking about this every single day about this insanity that is going on with the federal government. Basic, not basically. They have an agreement with the partner with the cartels to import drugs, human traffic, and get as many people here and and make the cartels literally billionaires. Uh, okay, hang day. on, hang on, hang on. You say um, not basically. They do have. Do you have proof that they have that kind of a deal? It's not in writing, fun. It's it's the message that was sent day one. We're not going to, I mean, day okay. one, Biden says, okay. we will not I agree with that. anybody. Yeah. And, by the way, come just bring your people to us. That way the border's wide open. All of, the, all of our people, all of our Border Patrol now right there at that point. And so we used to have border, more Border Patrol agents along the border. Now they're doing logistics. And so it makes it easier for the cartels to transport drugs, get people in here who can't qualify, uh, can't say the magic word asylum because they may be a terrorist or, you know, some type of criminal. They go they just walk across the border now because there's no one there. And this is the this is the deal. It, it's not written down, but it has been told it has been spread by the Biden administration. And it's clear to the cartels, hey, we can make a lot of money on drugs, human trafficking. We can, we can import as, as, as much drugs as we can make. We can get them here. Kids are going to die. And the Biden administration, do it. Do it as fast as you can. Bring as many people as you can. Import as much drugs as you can. They don't say that publicly, but they say, here's how you do it. We've given you the roadmap. And the cartels are not stupid. And the Chinese are not stupid. They're producing these drugs as fast as they can. Send them to the cartels. And it's all happening the way I, I'm saying it's happening. I mean, I have to tell you, uh, Ken, the, the Chinese are just running the opium wars on us. It's, 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 yeah. 
they learned this from Great Britain, and they're doing it to us. They're on our border, shipping all this stuff across, um, and uh, and rotting us from the inside. And the Biden administration is a big part of it. Um, Ken, I appreciate all your hard work. Give me, leave me on a high note. Are are we making progress on it? Do you see a light at the end of the tunnel on this? Uh, I don't think uh, uh, we but... can ever rest, uh, but I do think we we have we have a really good chance of winning this because we are right. We are we are doing the things that protect the American people, and I truly believe as the consequences of this border affect more and more Americans, which it's going to, we are going to see the consequences of this for years. And when you see Democratic mayors complaining about it, even though they're not directing at the right people, you know this is having an impact. And I believe in the long run, we're going to win this fight. Glad to hear it. Ken Paxson, our attorney general from the great state of Texas. Thank you so much. We'll talk again. Okay, so the world doesn't have to be going up in literal flames before investing a portion of your financial portfolio into precious metal begins to make sense. In fact, uh, by that point, it might be too late. The truth is gold and silver, as I've been telling you for years, are trusted hedges against inflation and insanity. So we're seeing this happen all over the country, insanity and inflation, right? Nobody is suggesting that you take everything out. I mean, I'm talking 5 or 10% of what you have saved for your retirement and putting it into precious metals. Um, call Goldline and ask them. Ask them. Help me out. Just give me the information on this. Um, you've seen gold is almost up to 2000 uh, The dollar is uh, still plunging. That's the way this works. Um, please don't miss out on the opportunity to save some of your life savings. Goldline is offering a huge special on their newest quarter ounce, 99.9% pure gold Mayflower round this week. With every tube of 25 acquired, you're going to receive a five pack of Goldline's exclusive two ounce silver maple flex bars at no additional cost. This over $400 value in free metals just for being a listener of the program. So call 866-GOLDLINE, 866-GOLDLINE, or goldline.com. Do it now. 10 seconds, station ID. I'm getting uh, so frustrated, uh, Stu, with... I, I, I don't know. It feels like a lack of big thinking. You know what I mean? Yes, I think that's definitely one of our one of our many problems. Yeah, one of our problems is, you know, they have thought big. They have thought, you know, in 2008, the fundamental transformation of the United States of America is about to begin. And they had it well laid plans. They are doing it. They're executing it. And it was because they had you know, big ideas. They, they went for it. I feel like everybody is like, we just want to stop things. We just want to stop things. I don't want to stop things. I, I want to make sure that we transform into an America that understands the Bill of Rights and justice is for all people, no matter who they are. We can't just stop and eat around the edges. And I feel like I'm just, I'm sorry, I'm just frustrated because no. I just feel like that's what everybody seems to be doing. No, well, it's understandable to be frustrated about it. I do think, though, it's important to note that we still have to do it, you know? I mean, oh, I, I know. 
think of the stuff that you're you've been talking about with with ESG standards. It's like a lot of that is stopping, right? A lot of that is just stopping the progress that they're attempting to uh, to go forward with. But it's like you have to do that before you know you go the other way. It's the whole thing about the the bathtub that's overflowing. You got to turn that water off first before you know you can solve the problem completely. And I think we're at that point now that they are far ahead. They have been planning for a long time and we have to stop this stuff, but we have to have long-term thinking as well, or it'll just keep happening again. We've seen this with education. We've seen it in a bunch of different arenas where they just rename stuff and continue down the same roads. You know, I, I am, uh, for the first time in the last couple of years, I started thinking about the Bubba effect as it comes to migrants. You have massive economic turmoil or you have real uh, problems with homelessness, et cetera, you're already seeing it with homelessness. People are just not going to be compassionate and friendly about any of it. When if there is a massive problem, people are just going to say, I'm done with this. And that is so incredibly dangerous. It is exactly what the left and the author of all lies would love us to do. But it's getting <laughs> harder and harder. Yeah, no, it's true. I mean, I, I think we're constant. I'm constantly in a battle of just wanting to say, "Ah, screw it." <laughs> you know, I know. Like the, I know. I I know that's bad to admit, but I, I think that's true, and I think it oh, hits a true. lot of people. You know, you, me too. You, you feel you feel hopeless in some of these situations, and, and you know you have to keep fighting, but so often it just feels like Why? you're wasting your time. Why yeah, not bothering? I know. I know. I know. That's what we have to fight against. By the way, somebody who is fighting uh, started something called the 1792 Exchange. This is an organization that has is grading companies on the likelihood they will cancel a contract or a client or whatever because of ESG. This is a way for you to fight back. A way to now grade the ESG companies is in your hands. We talk to the its Glenn founder Back next. Program. But first, let me tell you about our sponsor. It's CarShield. As it turns out, if you want to be king of Texas, all you have to do is be able to drive, you know, on ice because uh, nobody's driving. Um, you know, I always thought to overthrow Texas, it would, you know, it would require a coup or something. No, I think one person could take over texas right now if they could just drive on the ice if your car is past your warranty and you're driving on the ice because you want to be king of texas man you have an accident and it's going to cost you a lot of money or god forbid yeah you're like ah i could reign as king forever but my car broke down and i'm on the side of the road that's why you should have car shield they have affordable plans to fit every budget if your car is out of warranty do what I have done with my two old trucks. I have Car Shield on them, and they've saved me a ton of money. So call Car Shield now. Save 20% on your plan. You'll always be prepared for the unexpected. You could be the king of Texas. It's 800 227 6100. 800 227 6100. Beck. And head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn, the promo code being Glenn, and you'll save 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV.
Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. I want to talk to you about uh, somebody who is in swinging for the fences here on ESG. Uh, it is 1792exchange.com. 1792exchange.com. They have um, put together a list of a thousand companies. They've looked over all their policies, their practices, and other uh, criteria to determine the likelihood of that company, that business, that bank canceling a contract or a client or boycott, divest, or deny service based on the views or beliefs of the person of the customer. Um, so I wanted to get uh, I wanted to get Paul Fitzpatrick on because he's the president of the 1792 Exchange. Paul, thank you for all of your hard work. Well, Glenn, thank you. It's my honor to be on, and I appreciate that you are educating your audience once again on this important issue. So um, here we are looking at ESG, something that we were told, what, two years ago, that it was a conspiracy theory. There was nothing to it. It is absolutely everywhere now. I'm just looking at 1792exchange.com, and I, am, I just pulled up the banks. How... Uh, confident are you that these ratings are uh, comprehensive enough for these banks? Glenn, that's a fantastic question. What our team has done, and you're right, you said we have analyzed a thousand companies looking at six criteria, but we had to go with publicly available information. Honestly, if we heard from a friend of a friend that they got canceled, their bank canceled them or their payroll processor or their web hosting site canceled them, if we couldn't verify it, we actually didn't change their rating for that. We'll try to find proof because what, what you see is when you look in there, you pull up, like you said, you could search on banks, you could search on different, by industry, you could say, I want to give, give me every lower risk bank. And then look at those. What we want folks to do is look through the actual ratings, look at the footnotes and see. Because, for example, a, a bank may be rated as lower, excuse me, medium risk. But the reason it's medium risk may be a greater threat to me than it is to you. So we have to go with publicly available information. But what we are asking people to do is to go on our site and submit their examples that if they were canceled by a bank, so we can know, so we can alert others and we'll change their rating. And, and I would say we hope that this tool both equips and protects small businesses and nonprofits and families, but also that it helps corporations make the right decision in the future. Maybe we can get to that later in the so program. So are you paying attention at all to the um, legislation that is working its way through states on fair access? Yes. Glenn, we have, we have behind the scenes been looking at and monitoring and uh, been involved in Fair access, you've got bills that some talk about phrase as social credit scores. Right. Uh, and those are, those are more complicated to write, frankly, from a constitutional perspective. Right. Um, but it, these are important. Uh, the but others the, that you're the, seeing. The, the, hang on just a sec. The fair actus, access bill, I talked about it a couple of hours ago. This is why the legislation is so important, because you may have a feeling that these banks or these businesses are canceling you for some reason, but they don't they're not required to disclose that if you have your fair access legislation in your state, they have to disclose they're using something other than traditional practices. They're using an ESG score or something like that. And that's the only way we can ever truly know if these banks, if these businesses are really safe or they're not. 
because we have to use public information. You are absolutely right. We, we do need legislation, both federally and state. We also what we've seen is lots of legislation moving and you'll see it in 20 to 30 states to protect the pension funds of the state employees. And these pension funds, as you know, and your listeners know, they have been weaponized. You have red states like Texas and others have been handing over the billions and billions, actually trillions of dollars to asset managers and like BlackRock. And that those organizations, BlackRock, is going in, they're voting the shares, and they're putting pressure, even more importantly, putting pressure on CEOs. And you're absolutely right. We need daylight, and that's why we call this our spotlight reports, our corporate bias ratings. So we encourage folks to go in there. And we do encourage, as you're saying, your listeners to touch base with your state legislators, federal legislators, but all of your statewide elected officials so that they can get behind good legislation. So uh, help me out on, um, because this could be used to find a bank, um, real estate. I mean, really, every, you have everything uh, covered in this. And I'm just looking up, um, I'm trying to look up uh, food, beverage, and tobacco. Uh, when you look at companies like, for instance, Coca-Cola, it's damn near impossible to boycott them because they own almost everything. I mean, there's like four companies that... <laughs> or I think it's 12, that control most of the food and beverage in, in the country. It, it, is, it is a real challenge, Glenn. And that's why what we, also, we understand people are going to make decisions, say, I'm not going to shop at this store, I'm going to shop at that store. But we think you actually have an even better influence. Yes, do that. That shop in stores that support your values, or at least don't undermine your values. But we want folks to print out the report, bring it into the store that's doing the wrong thing and say, can I talk to the manager and say, why, why do you have a high risk rating? Uh, I'll mm. shop here if you get to, to medium or lower and then go to the other store. Oh, oh, well, let me say the stores that you where you do shop that are rated lower risk, print it out and go in and say, thank you. Thank you for not undermining my values. Thank you for just pray, providing good products and services. We believe in those market forces. Uh, but but frankly, our side isn't really good at just saying no, no and moving. We, we need to communicate if we're going to do that. Yeah. Um, so how can we help you? Well, honestly, if you encourage folks to go to 1792exchange.com, look at our spotlight report, look up the companies where you shop, where you bank, who, if you're on a small business or a nonprofit, you're a larger customer. You have leverage. Those folks should talk to their suppliers, use this, and also go in and say, I see that you're a medium risk or a high risk. Would you change the terms of my contract to, to guarantee that you're not going to cancel me for ideological reasons? If we had a lot of people going in and doing that, that would filter up to the higher ranks of corporations. And, and I, so those are just some simple things that people can do. But again, your listeners are educated, but let I encourage them to let their statewide elected officials, all of them, governor, AG, treasurer, state legislators, as well as your federal, let them know you care. Uh, because there's a lot, folks are doing a lot of good work. I know as you've talked about, you've had people like Riley Moron, treasurers, he's a treasurer of West Virginia. You've got mm -hmm. attorneys general doing good things. Thank them when they step out. Because I will tell you, the business interests put massive pressure on these elected officials. Uh, they, they, they're going massive. to not support them at massive and they're not going to support them financially. So these folks need to hear from voters. Paul, why are you doing this? 
why why this topic why i mean i i'm looking at your your history you have you know you served on capitol hill deputy chief of staff for Carol, uh, kelly loffler georgia mark meadows of north carolina uh you've worked with the family research council uh freedom partners um, you've got great education, a wife of kids. You're working actively in your church. Why is this one important to you? Why did you do this? Uh, honestly, Glenn, the left has had this long march through the institutions. And the last one that they have captured is big business. And so now we have the marriage of big business with big government. And the left is able to advance their agenda, agenda far more rapidly. And what that does, that threatens our freedom. It's, it's really free exercise, freedom of speech, but free enterprise. And if those go, the nation goes. We are not going to be able to raise our families, worship the way we want to worship, and have jobs and be able to support our families if, if we can't fix this. And just, just one point, just think about this. Um, BlackRock, State Street, and Vanguard, they control roughly $20 trillion in assets. The entire U.S. economy is roughly $20 trillion in assets. Mm. So when they, are, when they are politicizing public companies, that hurts those companies, right? And so that means their stock is going to go down, most likely. Well, 75% of all assets in the stock market are tied in one way, shape, or form to retirement. And so these corporations getting politicized, taking their eye off the ball and focusing on political agendas, not shareholder value, what they are doing, they're harming the retirement security of every American. And so that's why we're doing it. I want my kids and your kids and grandkids to have opportunity and freedom and security because a weak nation is, is going to be very vulnerable. And I know you've talked about it, but even in this ESG banner, the E is choking off our energy. And that is a tremendous threat to us. On the S, that's where the, the threats on the social are threats to our freedom and undermining mm-hmm. our values. And so that's really why we do it. And we're, we're a nonprofit and we just appreciate that folks are coming alongside and speaking out. Okay, we're talking about 1792exchange.com. One more question. How do you get a high risk rating? I go how to your website. You and I'm like, yes. Yeah. How, how do I what does lower risk mean that there's no evidence of it? And medium is there's some rumors and high risk no, is that, what is it? Yes, that's a good question. You know, high risk is is they have canceled. We know they've canceled. They have weaponized their brand. They've weaponized their dollars. They've either fired an employee for ideological reasons. They've denied service. They've canceled a contract like you, you've recently seen folks being denied service by banks and others. Um, medium risk is they have done some things. They haven't outright canceled, but they are stepping out. They're speaking. They're using their voice and their platform and their dollars. Uh, that makes you think you caution. The kind of company that is going to do all those things just short of canceling actually might one day decide to cancel. And that's where you get a medium risk, uh, just to, to put it in a generic terms. Okay. Um, Paul, again, thank you for everything. Anything we can do to help you, you please uh, ring me up and, and talk to us because we, we are there in your corner. Thank you. Well, thank you, Glenn. We appreciate all you're doing. You bet. Uh, 1792exchange.com. Now, listen, one of the important things um, that he's asked for here is if you feel you have, especially if you have evidence of it, 
um, that you have been canceled, you have been rejected, you've, you know, lost a job, anything because of ESG, any of those scores, anything because of your politics or anything else, you need to let them know. Go to 1792exchange.com. But there's also something I gave you in hour number one of the, um, of the podcast is the uh, exchange that we have put up as well. This one is just for lawmakers to be able to see. Um, it's ESG against us. We are looking for anybody who has had problems uh, being canceled for any reason by a company, especially a bank. Um, go to ESGAgainstUs.com. And I would ask you to go to 1792exchange.com. Back in a minute. Okay. Uh, our sponsor this half hour is Patriot Mobile. I mean, here is something that uh, will be a very, 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 very low risk. You want to do uh, business with companies that the financial sector will say, oh, that's too much of a risk. But the average person will say, no, there's no risk. They'll leave me alone. They don't care about, you know, what kind of uh, politics, who I vote for or anything else. That's the kind of company that Patriot Mobile is. They um, are really, in many ways, leading the way in a parallel economy. If you have a chance to do business with a great company that shares your values, take it every time. You can do business with one that just doesn't, you know, stand against your values. Okay, that's good. That's good, too. That's good, too. But one that shares your values is extraordinarily rare. Patriot Mobile, the first mobile company that is a conservative Christian company that stands behind their values, the values that you hold near and dear, the values that created our country. And they, they infuse those values into everything that they do. You're working hard for your money. Don't give it to a company that's going to take a portion of their profits and give it away to you know, Planned Parenthood or whatever. U.S.-based customer service team for Patriot Mobile, 100% of them are right here in America. They're going to make switching easy. So change your cell service. Be with the people who are fighting with you. It's PatriotMobile.com slash Beck patriotmobile.com slash back or you can call them at 878-PATRIOT make the switch today 878-PATRIOT or patriotmobile.com slash back the Glenn Beck program this is the Glenn Beck program oh man we've covered a lot on today's uh, broadcast if you missed any part of it make sure you uh, grab the podcast today um, it's uh, full of a lot of information, including uh, more on ESG that we covered in the uh, in our number one that is critical for you to get involved in. Glenn, am I, am I wrong to be surprised and uh, I hesitate to say encouraged that <laughs> because it just doesn't feel right to be encouraged about anything these days. Um, but like to be encouraged by the fact that there seems to be a lot of efforts popping up to stop something like ESG, which is, a you know, I think to most people, a pretty new problem, a pretty difficult problem to deal with. Yet there seems to be serious efforts from serious people that have formed quickly to try to push back on this. I mean, I feel like that's not the normal response of the, you know, the way these things typically go. I think go. there were enough people that 
that had done their homework, that were serious people, you know, in their own industry, banking, um, insurance, whatever, that and, and even some politicians that when they first heard about it, they probably rejected the idea as conspiracy and then started doing their own homework. And so they were ahead of the curve on knowing in advance and probably thought, how are we going to beat it? But it was just a year ago that we released our book. A year ago, it was a conspiracy theory. A year ago, none of this stuff was happening. Um, there needs to be somebody in uh, Europe that makes the impact that this audience has made in Europe because there are people waking up and they can no longer call it a conspiracy theory. It is true. It's happening. It's out there. And people in this country recognize that they can do something to stop it. The rest of the world needs the to Glenn know that, Back too. Program.